It's Thursday at 10 a.m. and you're listening to the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM, talking all things sports with a special focus on our Auburn Tigers here on the Plains. If you want to be a part of today's action, feel free to tweet at us at Daniel J. Locke or the Griggs B. Let's get into the action. And good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Eagles Nest here on the campus of Auburn University in the Melton Student Center. We're in the Bradley Basin Studios as usual. I'm Griggs Blankenberg. Alongside me, as always, is Mr. Daniel Locke. Daniel, how are you feeling today? Griggs, I'm doing pretty good. Glad to see you survived last night's harrowing storms, and we are in here. Business as usual today. Mm-hmm. Final four time. Final four indeed. Always very exciting. Indeed it is. This is actually a really interesting Final Four. You just want to go just jump right into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, this is a very interesting Final Four. Four very re- nationally recognized programs in Villanova, Kansas, Chapel Hill, and Duke. Uh, we got two. We have two two-seeds, one one-seed, and one eight-seed in this Final Four. The first game will be Villanova, Kansas, 509 Central on TBS Saturday night. UNC Duke will follow at 749 Central on TBS as well on Saturday. And the championship game will be Monday at 820 Central on TBS. So let's just jump right into it. First off, we got the first game, the Villanova versus Kansas game. Even though I think it's being not talked about a lot nationally just because the, the game that follows it, it's still a pretty really interesting matchup, I think. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I, Kansas is a slight favorite. But I believe four and a half. Oh wow, that that's a little more than I thought. Oh no, sorry, four. Uh, right now the I, the consensus pick is Kansas four and a half, but the spread I think it says four minus four right now. Oh yeah, it does. So yeah, over under thirty one thirty four for that one. Um, I'm hammering that over. I gotta think about that one first, but yeah. Um, Villanova. Um. How are they going to deal with that loss to Justin Moore tore his Achilles in the Elite Eight game versus Miami? Wait, no, not Miami. Sorry, uh, Houston. Uh, that's a big piece. Villanova has a lot of depth. Uh, their bench has not seen a lot of production. They kind of run a short bench, really. So it's going to be interesting to see who can step up for these next one, hopefully two games for them in New Orleans. Um, but, yeah, the – Daniel, what are your what are your thoughts on Villanova? Are they still in the new blood category for you, or are you are they transitioning quickly into blue blood territory? Right now, they're still new blood, in my opinion. But I mean, honestly, they're really close. I feel like if they can pull it off and win this year, I feel like that conversation can definitely be kind of expanded on. Mm-hmm. They won one back in, I believe it was eighty two, something like that, sometime in the eighties. Then they obviously they upset. Um, North Carolina on a buzzer beater in 2016. Mm. They made it back two years later and won again. So, yeah, very good basketball team. Uh, yeah, they've won. They very won good 80, program. 85, 2016, and 2018. Jay Wright mm-hmm. deserves every penny he gets. 100%. I think he's the best coach in college basketball. Honestly. I would have to agree. I mean, think if he, especially if he wins this one. I mean, going into before even this one, he's made he's now made four Final Fours, and he's won two of the three previous that he's been in. In 2016, yeah. 2018, that's very hard to do. Just think about it from this perspective. They weren't really much before that he came. Besides the 80s, they didn't really do much in the 2000s, I believe, if I'm correct. Yeah, not really. But once he got there, he kind of just changed like everything in that program. He's one of the highest-paid coaches in college. Both these coaches in this game were two of the highest-paid coaches in college basketball, along with Cal. But I think, yeah, I think he's the best coach in the country, honestly, from what he's done. I mean – Go before this tournament, two of the three, two, sixty-six um, percent of the time he was winning a national championship when he made the Final Four. Yeah, like that—that—that's an insane stat, and the fact that Bill Self has had all the talent mm-hmm. come through Kansas that he has, and they've only won one, and it was let's see, a hope and a prayer from Mario Chalmers, fourteen years ago. Mm-hmm. You and I were—I hadn't even started kindergarten yet when that happened. Like that—that's insane. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't started the main part of my education last time Kansas won a national championship at a program of that caliber. Yeah, that's unacceptable. They, yeah, 2008 was their last national championship. They've since made three Final Fours. They've been to the championship game only once since 2008. So, 
And how long has Bill Self been the coach? I believe it's getting up, it's getting up there now. Yeah. He's one of the longer coaches. Let's see. I'm having to scroll through the entire dialogue of Kansas basketball. Um, he's been the coach there since 2003. Wow. I didn't think it was that 2003. long. 2003. Jeez, that's mm-hmm. – I mean, Roy Williams was there from 88 to 2003, but, yeah. I know you can't fire a coach that just went to the Final Four, but when do you think that kind of talks of moving on from Bill Self would talk for the Jayhawks? With judging off the extension he got last year, which is it's like a five-year running deal, so he gets, like, bonuses added onto it, but, like, each year it adds another year, so it's, like, always he has a five-year contract. I think it would be very hard. I don't think it would be hard as Cal. Did you see that story about Coach Cal? No, what was what it? is buyout? You know what his buyout is that they fired him today. What? But if every it goes down every, uh, seven million every year, it'd be I believe uh, seventy two million. If so, that's a very big number, and it's hard to believe that you know he's making that much and kind of uh, like sorry, 50, sorry fifty two million, and it goes down seven million a year. Wow, that's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, Auburn wouldn't be number one for buying out coaches then. Right, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean. I think he's he's given a lot of next year will be his twentieth year as the head coach of the Jayhawks. They've only been to they've been to three Final Fours. They've or they've been to four Final Fours when they I think it's a two thousand two. They've only won one. Well, you know, Roy Williams is still the coach in two thousand two. So yeah, he's been to like three Final Fours. He's only won one championship. And think about all these players that have come through Kansas. I mean, you got Joel Embiid, you got Andrew Wiggins, you have all these other people that I'm coming off the top of my head, and you've only won one title. It's kind of like the same thing at Cal, but not to, to that extreme level. But I don't know. Are they just going to keep settling for silver? As of now, it looks like it. Kind of the same thing with that with Kentucky. You know, like mm-hmm. when are they going to be out? You know, we're at that level. We're a Ferrari. We need to be winning. I mean, Cal said his goal is to get people in the NBA. That, that's great if you're talking about, oh, we can – Kentucky family, that type of thing, all these NBA players, but nothing really to show for it in the trophy case because those right. are all NBA awards. They don't give those to the colleges. Exactly. So, yeah. but yeah, I don't think they're gonna fire him at fifty-two million. But last well, I checked, there's no banner in a arena set with in a college basketball arena with your players in the NBA on it. Coach K will probably would probably figure out a way to do that. But that's a good segue. Let's talk about the game. Uh, everyone is talking about all throughout the nation, especially in the state of North Carolina. We have the number eight seed University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill Tar Heels taking on the Duke University Blue Devils. Tip off 749 Central on Saturday on TBS. I feel like we've you've heard this a thousand times before this year. First reported by Pardon My Take, just a little joke right there. But first, it's the first time meeting ever in the NCAA tournament. People who are saying this is rigged have a really interesting. I don't. I don't think it's rigged at all. But the people yeah, are saying it's rigged. Just how hard it is to rig sports. I don't think it's rigged. I know it's just kind of crazy that they were in the final four for the first time in Coach K's last year when Coach K lost his final game to Chapel Hill in the in um, Cameron. It is coincidental. It, it is. It's I'll great. give people that. It is very coincidental. It's kind of hard to believe. That, you know they've. Never I mean, no one played ex- in the tournament. No ever. one really expected Chapel Hill to make it out of the no. Baylor game. I didn't think they were going to make it out of the Baylor game until the um, Baylor's leading scorer got injured. There was a time not too terribly long ago I was wouldn't have been shocked if they were in the NIT. That's true. I think that, that Duke win really officially took them off the bubble. I mean, we were talking yeah. about this before the show. They'd only beaten two tournament teams before their February 6th lo- 16th loss to Pitt. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is the last time between – Coach K and the Tar Heels, that's really the main story. Just Coach K, everything's Coach K. Unfortunate. Um, I think this is the biggest meeting of the rivalry so far. I, I think, agree. I think that Coach K meeting at Cameron maybe is a close second just because all the hype that all the Duke, the Duke fans with no connection brought into the game, mm-hmm. and then they ended up losing by, like, 15. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I, I was watching that game in Chicago with a North Carolina alum. Um, my, yeah. I mean, my, my mom was talking about not even really watching it at all because she's like, I just don't have any faith in this team. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't have been shocked if more people didn't. Mm-hmm. But how quickly has that turned around, really? I mean, right. Hewitt Davis has gone from when they lost, I said this, they lost at the Dean Dome to, to nine by Pitt, who was one of the worst teams in the ACC this year. And then now they're in the Final Four, and he went from hot seat to a potential extension now. Where even I was thinking, I'm like, okay, Carolina's going to give him 
a year and a half, maybe two years. If they don't get any kind of hardware, anything to be like kind of back him up, they're going to move on for him and go to someone else in the Carolina family outside of the because North Carolina and Duke have only both John Shires on the bench at Duke now. They've both taken coaches. They're promoting them from within. They might need to. They, I was thinking they were going to go outside and get someone. Maybe like I don't know, not now, but maybe Mark Few. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that sounds good. But yeah, um, they've won ten of their last eleven games. Their only loss has been in the ACC tournament semifinal to Virginia Tech, who ended up going to the tournament. So not terribly bad, but. Uh yeah um what do you have um any points of this game what do you want to talk about um I feel like a Duke being a four point favorite is a little high I I would have given them a two and a half three mm-hmm. I'm really excited to watch it I think it's gonna be really good North Carolina mm-hmm. is red hot mm-hmm. um, Duke is pretty hot as well but I'm really interested to see kind of if there's more like kind of royal blue or more Carolina blue there in New Orleans. About an equal trip for both. Yeah, definitely about an equal trip. Um, just the fact that I don't really know anyone from the state of North Carolina who's ever been to Duke minus one person. It's, I know a lot more Chapel Hill people being from the state. Even though my mom was an alum, I still all the people like around me. I only knew. I had a lot of friends who were Duke fans, but only like mm-hmm. no none really with any connection except like one like one of my old teachers had a yeah. Duke connection, but. I'm gonna be cheering for the Tar Heels. I feel like a lot of the nation's gonna be cheering for the Tar Heels. I will be. Um, I think the main key point is gonna be Armando Baycott versus Paolo Banquero. Yeah. Who's gonna be the player to step up in the big moment? I mean, and then they have their two the two people who also helped this um in their run. Um, Caleb Love versus UCLA went off in that second half. I think he had around thirty plus points in that second half versus UCLA. Clinched that for them. And then uh, forgot his name. Let me see. Um. Shoot, I remember his name. I, no, I don't want all college basketball stats. Uh, Roach, whatever his first name is, Roach. Yeah. He's been pretty good for Duke down this stretch, um, especially in those last couple of games. Both these teams really didn't have a really tough – I mean, I say Duke had a more tough Elite Eight game than tar, the Char Heels did, but still, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. He said Duke is a four-point favorite right now, and the over-under is set at 151. I think I'm taking the under on that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like rivalry game in the tournament. We don't really, really see this that often at rivalry game in the tournament. I thought we were going to get Michigan versus Ohio State in the tournament, but ended up getting something a lot better than that. So, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm really excited about it. It's I'm really excited good. about it. We'll get to our picks later. Um, but any last thoughts, either game, Final Four in general? Um, Kind of like UNC's got to stay out foul trouble. Mm-hmm. That That's a huge thing for them. If they can do that and they can just kind of compete like early on and not let Duke get ahead, I really feel like they could win. Arkansas kind of – they let Duke get ahead a little bit, and then they could just never erase the deficit. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely key to victory for the Tar Heels. Just keep it close the whole way. Yeah, keep it close. But, that yeah, that'll do it for our final four talk here on the Eagles Nest. When we come back – We're going to dive into the world of the National Basketball Association. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke. Alongside me, Griggs Blankenberg. Before the break, we broke down and previewed the Final Four. Now we are going to move into the NBA. My Boston Celtics have been red hot before dropping one to the Heat last night. And the one before that. Uh, yeah. But we enjoyed being the one seed for a day, and I think we are definitely more than capable of getting back to that point. Yeah, let's just go run through the NBA stings real quick for a recap. Uh, the Heat are the one seed right now. They are a game above the Bucks. The Heat are 49-28. Bucks are 27-28 and third. Two games back are the 76ers, 46-29. and 29. Fourth are the Celtics, who are also two games back. Bulls in fifth, four and a half games back, as well are as the number six seed Toronto Raptors, four and a half back. And the play-in games right now, uh, Cleveland is six and a half back at first. Brooklyn is, Brooklyn is the eight seed. The Hornets are the nine. And the Atlanta Hawks are the ten, trying to scrape their way into the play-in games we have the New York Knicks who are 15 games back of the one seed they are uh four and a half games back of the Hawks uh no they're 
sorry, they're five and a half games back of the Hawks, and the Washington Wizards, who are six games back of the Hawks for that 10th spot. I think it's pretty much wraps for the Knicks and the Wizards looking at that. Yeah, I don't think they're getting in. I mean, the Knicks were team talked about so highly going into this year, even though... Yeah, they were after that um, the run Col- to the second round last year. Yeah, they were looking pretty good, and then Trey Young stopped them and decided to just go crazy on them. But, yeah. That was a good series. It really was. That was a good playoffs last year. Yeah, just a bunch of teams that you don't really get to see play a lot of playoff basketball. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was very interesting. Uh, I think pretty much it's just going to be those top four seeds. I think the... Five, six, seven have a potential to move, but really it's just the battle to see who's going to shape out the top four. Unless yeah. Chicago catches fire and Boston just can't deal with that injury to uh, Morris anymore. Yeah, which I think they'll do a good job of kind of adapting. They've been doing okay at it, so hopefully we can kind of make it work and continue to win and hopefully get that one seed with only a few games left. Mm-hmm, yeah, so let's go ahead and move on just to review the Western Conference things real quick. The Suns have already clinched the best league record, and that means they have clinched the one seed in the West at 62-14. and 14. Um, The Grizzlies are in the two seed right now with an eight and a half games back of the um, Suns. Three seed, who have also clinched the playoff spot, are the Dallas Mavericks, 14 and a half back of the Suns. And then the fourth seed now, it's a little bit different than last week, the Golden State Warriors are now the fourth seed followed by the Denver Nuggets at 5, Utah Jazz at 6, and in the play-in we have the Minnesota Timberwolves at 7, Clippers 8, Pelicans ninth, and a half game in ahead in the 10th spot. We have the Los Angeles Lakers only a half game above the San Antonio Spurs. I'm rooting for the Spurs so hard. Mm-hmm, I really don't want to see the Lakers in the playoffs. I don't think they deserve it's it at so, all. It's so funny watching the Lakers just fail like this. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying every minute of it. I mean, when they're healthy, they're one of the best. On pay, when they're on like just looking at a picture of them when they're healthy, they're one of the best teams in basketball. You have Le- or they look like the best team in basketball. They have LeBron. Carmelo Anthony, they have Anthony Davis, and then they have Russell Westbrook. Do you think this is one of the biggest disappointments in the history of the NBA? I'd say that's probably the 2010 Celtics, maybe. I'm fair. I'm, but, fair. But, but just because they never really did anything after that one run, really. And then, but this has to be on, like, top five. I think so. I think this is if definitely if they don't make the play-in game. Because to the Celtics credit, they made the playoffs that year, right? They yeah. just didn't really do anything with that talent. But no. still. Second round exit. Yeah, if they had the um, but yeah, this is like they don't even make the play, and they have two extra teams that are being allowed to come in. It, usually, until last year, it was eight teams, but now it's just yeah. This is definitely if they definitely if they don't get into the um, the play-in tournament, yeah, I think that's definitely one of the more in- disappointing teams in NBA history. But we will see. With that comes around, playoffs are getting closer, so that's crazy. You said you want to talk about the defensive player of the year. Let's have it. Yeah. So, very tight race as of this point. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert averaging, leading the league in rebounding per game, averaging 14.6. Nikola Jokic right behind him with 13.6. DeMontis Sabonis, 12.1. And Clint Capella and Giannis Antetokounmpo bringing up the back of the top five at 11.8 and 11.6, respectively. Jaron Jackson Jr. for the Grizzlies mm-hmm. and Robert Williams III for the Celtics mm-hmm. are leading. Oh, and Rudy Gobert as well up there at the top of blocks. 2.3, 2.2, 2. 2.2. Averaging two blocks a game in the NBA is pretty good. That is really good, yeah. Um, definitely, I think it's always going to be like, I think Rudy Gobert, until he leaves the league, is always going to be one of those people talked about. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think Jokic will win it just on the fact that He's no. really a contender for um, um, player of the year, mm-hmm. just based off that fact. Um, trying to look to see all these people who line up. Yeah, he said Rudy Gobert, third in blocks, one in rebounding. Jaron Jackson Jr., depending on – because they now give the uh, MVP, like, after the season, mm-hmm. not, like, like, middle round of the playoffs. I think, depending on how far the Grizzlies go, I could see Jaron Jackson Jr., being one of those names for defense player of the year. Also, DeJounte Murray with leading the league in steals. That's a very big thing. If the Spurs can work their way into the play-in tournament and yeah. win their first-round game, 
win the win some first round games. Yeah, I agree. That is a very big thing. And if they want to get it done, which they're definitely capable of doing, they've been playing pretty good recently. That's got to be something I, that they. Have I say it every week. Again, I just think it's gonna be so hard to stop the Suns. Oh, I agree. Especially um, with Chris Paul back earlier than expected, and now producing yeah. stuff too. I think they're mad from last year, and I think they're gonna come up with a vengeance. Yeah, I mean, who in the West do you think has the best chance of beating them in the like Western Conference Finals? Fully healthy. Yeah. Probably Golden State if they have Curry, Draymond, and Clay. Yeah, and then plus like that's a team that's done that before. Like they've been there before. They know how to do it. But so the, so do the Suns now because they won last year. True. So the Suns kind of have that intel of what it's like to get there now. I think mm-hmm. the Grizzlies, depending on where who they, their matches play, I think they can do it. Yeah, Just, I agree. Once they get them, for, people forget they don't have not had John Morant for the past two, three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. So. That's going to be interesting. Um, real quick, Horns clinched the play-in last night, beat the Knicks. Congrats. Good job. Second year of the play-in game. I don't remember if you remember our play-in game last year. We were one game away. Vaguely. We had a chance to be the um, we had a chance to be the eight seed, which we'd be going on the road somewhere if we won against the Wizards. If we lost to the Wizards and another team lost, we'd be um, playing the uh, the home being the home team for the nine ten game. But if we lost and another team won, I think it was the Pacers, we would be the 10 seed away game and chances are that happened and we had that was one of the at the playing game we played was one of the worst games i've ever seen the horns team play i'm talking i'm talking the bobcats team too the worst winning percentage or worst winning record not winning percentage in nba history that was brutal that we lost by like 30 points in indiana of all places which yeah is crazy but yeah let's hopefully we'll do something still i still think we're center away let's hopefully we don't People are saying we should draft Ty Ty Washington. I'm saying no, we don't need any more Kentucky players on the team, and we need a center. We already have, I think, two or three Kentucky players. We have two Louisville players now, too. Which I know PJ went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. PJ went to Kentucky. Uh, we drafted Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I don't remember if you know that when yeah. we got messed over back when we lost all those games. We didn't get Anthony Davis, which was still crazy to think about. But now we have LaMelo, so it's all good. Um. What are your thoughts on uh, – you said joke. this is your thing on the sheet, but you want to talk about why you think Jokic has passed potentially Embiid? I do. Um, you know, Jokic, he's been a force on the offensive side and the defensive side. I just feel like re- as of late his game has been more complete than Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's fallen off just a touch, and Jokic has really stepped it up. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. I'm not totally sure he'll get it, even if he, I guess you could make the argument for, like, if he did deserve it at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't really think that the NBA wants to give it to the same player two years in a row. I mean, they've definitely done it before with Curry and stuff like They definitely that. have, but. I think I, just, I think MB with the way that he's played this year, he's stepped mm-hmm. up against, even during that span when Simmons wasn't there, there was really no, th- no one working with him there. Yeah, I feel like Embiid will definitely get the benefit of the doubt. Especially if they make it farther in the playoffs than right. Nuggets. Which, I mean, that's very possible. It's definitely going to be easier to make a run in the East and the West this year. Yes, very. East is more definitely more wide open than the West. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be representing the East in the finals? If I have to look right now... Um, I'm gonna go 76ers just off the bat. I don't think the Heat are gonna continue that. They the Heat really need everything to be working. That's kind of what happened with them in the bubble and mm-hmm. Disney back in 2020. And I just don't think the Bucks are gonna have enough to get over the hump two years in a row. So I'm gonna go with the 76ers, and then I got the Suns in the West. Putting my bias aside here, I think it's gonna be the Heat, and I think they'll. I I agree with the Suns part. But I feel like the Heat are good. They really want to overcome that loss two years ago in Orlando. So that is why I think it will be Miami. So kind of moving on into our next little NBA thing here. The Celtics are red hot. It's been a lot of fun to watch. However, I'm not sure about the longevity of keeping this run alive. I really hope we can stay hot going to the playoffs. Realistically, that's probably not going to happen. I just hope we don't drop below the four. If we can stay above the four or four above, I'll be happy with that. For the Celtics, yeah, it's just you have to just keep um um, you just got to keep going. You just have to. You can't really just 
kind of suffer from that. Um, he can't suffer from the um, the injury to him, Marcus Morris, that much. You need, I mean, Tame's already stepped up a lot. You just need him to keep putting up yeah. what he's been doing, what he's been doing, and not really room for mistakes right now in terms no. of seeding. You, you should want to be one of those top four seeds. So you have that first round home advantage, four to three. But there's some good games on the night. The block, the Bucks are going to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. That one's at six thirty Central Time tonight on TNT. Also tonight, the Cleveland Cavaliers coming down to Atlanta to play the Hawks. That one's at 6.30. And the L.A. Clippers are going to take on the Bulls in United Center at 7. Mm-hmm. Good slate tonight. Very good straight. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, anything, any final thoughts on NBA? Not really. Just it's been a fun year. I'm really looking forward to these playoffs. I'm pretty excited, and I really hope that it goes well for my boys. But if not, I feel like it'll be fun either way. Yeah, good stuff. So that'll do it for our talk on the NBA. When we come back, we're going to talk about the National Hockey League and a little bit of random stuff near the end. But don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back to the Eagles Nest here on Wheel 91.1 FM. And you're hanging out with Griggs and Daniel still here for the next 30 minutes. We've already talked about the Final Four. We've already talked about the NBA. Let's do this. Chance the Rapper once said on Saturday Night Live, let's do that hockey. Uh, that was a funny skit. Yeah, it was indeed. But, yeah, random stuff real quick. We're going to run through. Let's just run through the standings like we always do to start our NBA and NHL segments. First off, let's get to the Eastern Conference. We're going to look at the Atlantic first. We have the Florida Panthers currently with a six-point advantage over the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think you think that's going to hold up for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, earlier last week, I was I had this scenario that I was telling people about where the Bruins could take the one. However, I, I just being don't, nine points back. Yeah, that they weren't nine points back at the time. They were only five. Yeah. But now, yeah, I just I feel like the Lightning have kind of, or excuse me, the Panthers have kind of locked that up. I feel like the Lightning are going to be second. I know that's tight right now, but I don't think the Maple Leafs will catch up. I do think the Bruins will pass the Maple Leafs and take the three, though. I think Detroit's going to put on this year, even though that bottom of that division is really bad. Still, the, I think Detroit, people thought they were going to not be really great this year. They've put on a good show. so Yeah, they, they've done what they could. It, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for them kind of you know protecting us from mm-hmm. not making the playoffs. That's been very, very kind of them to do. Very kind of well. But, yeah, always great to see an original six franchise thrive. I think most of the original six are in that. you got Montreal, you have Toronto, Boston, and then the Red Wings. So, yeah, minus New York and Chicago, four of the six original six are all in that Eastern Atlantic division. Yeah, I just realized that. Crazy. But, yeah, moving on to the Metropolitan Division of the Atlantic, of the Eastern Conference, the Hurricanes hold a three-point re- lead over the Red Hot Rangers. Won their last four games. I think this is definitely the most exciting um, division race mm-hmm. in the NHL right now. I, that's the only one. Pretty much every other one's kind of locked it up. Yeah, I don't think Carolina definitely hasn't. New York's, no. like you just said, are red hot. Yeah, I think they're red hot. I think they got a chance to put on a show near the end. Uh, they've played sixty. They played one more game than Carolina, but how many more? How many games are in the NHL regular season? Eighty-two. So roughly fourteen games. Left. Yeah, roughly fourteen, with only three points back. I think they can do it. Yeah, they definitely can, especially because all that takes is New York to win two in a row and Carolina to lose two in a row, which is very, very possible. Mm-hmm. It's it's hockey. One of the best things about it is you never know what's going to happen on one True. night. It's definitely the most unpredictable sport, just kind of because. Just kind of because of the way things go. But I definitely think that, like, I think New York will pass Carolina. I really do. I think they will. I hope they do. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't like the Hurricanes. But, yeah, moving on now, let's move into the Western Conference, the Central. This is probably the most lopsided, locked-up one as you can get. The Avalanche hold a 14-point lead over the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, that's wrapped up. The oh, Aval- yeah. The Avalanche. There's no way. There's a, they are a wagon right now. They're on fire. They've the Avalanche have only lost fourteen in regulation, six in overtime for twenty total losses. That's definitely the front or they're they're gonna win the President's Cup. Mm-hmm. I, sure. I don't see I don't anyone see any, else. I mean let's see who else is close. The Hurricanes and the Panthers are four points back. Yeah, so two two wins basically. Yeah, I don't think they're getting there. 
I don't think that I don't. Th- I think Colorado is going to go to the Western Conference Finals. I think it's going to be them versus. Um, I think going to be them versus Calgary. Do you think it's kind of put up or shut up time for the Avalanche? Like they've been in this position for a few years now of like being really good, and they haven't won a cup. They haven't even played in one yet. Do you think it's kind of be like, all right, guys, you got to really show it here? I mean, yeah, you got Nate McKinnon there. You need to do something if you have one of those generational talents. You need mm-hmm. to have something to show for it at the end. But yeah, I think they definitely have it. This is if any year of those past couple of years, this is the one, just because everything really has gone right from this year. They've not really had McKinnon's not really had really any major injury. That's kind of what you need to just strive that team. But yeah, I'm pretty much I'm gonna go ahead and call that wraps in the in the Central Fort. They have like what 14 games left, and they're up 14 yeah. points. I don't see the Wild doing that. No, I don't either. Moving on to the Pacific, a little bit closer than that, we have, however, the Calgary Flames are having a six-point advantage over the Los Angeles Kings, seven-point advantage over the Oilers for the one spot. That's that's interesting, like, seeing Calgary up there. That two-seed in that division, very close. Um, it's usually, oh, it, the past couple of years, it's just been Vegas first and then Edmonton right after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that. But, yeah, it's... Edmonton's kind of kicked it on a little bit this past little while, but still nothing to write home about, even though they still have Connor McDavid last night was the first NHL player this season to hit 100 points. His teammate Leon Dreisaitl is three points back, so not behind. I mean, you should be leading. You're close to your leading your division if you have two of the top point scorers in the NHL on your team. Yeah, you would think that. Like You would think that this team would be winning – Pretty much every game they play, but that's just not the case, and I find it very, very funny. Yeah, Leon Dreisaitl for fir- uh, tied for first with the American Austin Matthews of the Leafs at 49 goals each. Um, I'm trying to see anything else. Stats to write home about. But, yeah, I'm just going to be interesting to see once it comes down to the cup time. Um MVP race, you think it's just going to go to one of the Edmonton guys again, or who do you think? Yeah, um, I could see it going to one of the Edmonton guys. Um, Jonathan Herbido would might have an argument, mm-hmm. but I, I think it'll be McDavid again. Yeah, it's always McDavid. Which is, I'm getting a little tired of it, but then I, 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 I'm not going to hate on him. He's so he's good. good. Yeah. He doesn't complain as much as Dreisaitl does, too. Right, right. So. But, yeah, tonight also Jonathan Tays plays his 1,000th NHL game, a career milestone for any NHL player. So congrats to him after the season he had last year dealing with, I think it was Crohn's, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. No one really knew what was going on until early, before, like before this season. Really great to see him back now. Yeah, I'm happy he's playing. It's good to see him. Uh, Seattle, yikes. I mean, I think the Vegas just got into our heads of saying all expansion franchises need to do something immediately. Yeah, th- that definitely ruined the expectations for Seattle this I mean, year. And then but we also have to figure the point, Vegas went all, let's win now. Mm. Let's do this now with veterans. And True. Not Seattle's taking them more, let's have a couple veterans, but let's mainly go on building for the future. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how that turns out for them in the next two, three, four years. Yeah. Um, You said Kings almost beat the spoilers. They did. Very close. I was very disappointed when they were not able to pull that out. But, whatever. There's some good hockey on the night. My Bruins are taking on the New Jersey Devils at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Your Blackhawks taking a trip to Sunrise, Florida. <laughs> It'd be nice if y'all could win this game I tonight will, at 6. probably not be tuning in at that one. That is not going to go well. Probably, Hopefully it will go better than Montreal at Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Montreal is going to do too well on that. But, yeah, anything else on the NHL? I'm looking forward to just this weekend. I always love watching the two New York teams play. They play tomorrow night at 6 on ESPN+. I'm just excited for the weekend. I'm probably going to watch more hockey and basketball. Well, there's only really two NCAA games, and they're both at night. But Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll watch some hockey, but I think I'm going to focus mainly on that late game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, moving on now, let's talk about some random stuff. Last night, first time in eight years, the United States men's national team are back in the World Cup after missing out on Russia in 2018. They will be going to Qatar in November and December, which is random because usually the World Cup is played in the summer months. However, it is so hot in Qatar that they are playing it in the wintertime this year. I think they've said kickoff times for those will be around – 
8 a.m. So very early kickoffs for these games. Could be worse. It could be a lot worse. We could be playing in Australia. Right. Which, what time would that be? I think like an 8 p.m. thing there would be like a 12 a.m. thing here for us or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, very glad to see that happen. Even though they lost last night, they still did. They did not lose by six goals. They had to lose by six goals to lose out on that automatic World Cup. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see that we are there. We got some work to do before. Who did they play? Sorry, they played Costa Rica last night. Okay. But they beat the breaks off of, um, I think it was Honduras. Was or, that the game they played in, like, Minnesota? They played one game last night. I can't remember what it was, but – or, no, one game on Sunday night. I can't remember who they played, but it wasn't in Minnesota, I don't think, because I knew people were there. I think it was in Tampa or Nashville or something like that. Okay. Because I, I knew of, like, one game back, like, a few months ago where the men's national team played somebody – like a really cold environment, and that caught a lot of flack. But that was like a while back. I was in like Denver, and it was like versus like Costa Rica, and they had like four, Costa Rica had like four players get hypothermia. They used okay. the orange ball. It was snowing. That's what I'm thinking of. It was yeah. Crazy. I'm we, excited to watch. Yeah, congrats to them. It was rough last time around. Not I was still in tune to the World Cup since I love soccer and stuff like that. But we can get Norway. It was hard. Be a good cup. Yeah, I, I got some rough news to tell you then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Holland, not enough, man. You got to have more than one player, really. We'll get a few more. Hopefully. We'll see. But, yeah, that is World Cup talk, talking soccer. Now, really interesting one. I don't know if you follow this much, but Formula One last night, they're announcing a night Las Vegas Grand Prix in huh. 2023. It will be down cool. the Las Vegas Strip. I think uh, it's going to be very, very cool. I've just got yeah. into Formula One this past December. Watched I've started the- watching that Netflix series. You've watched, did you start after me and Logan were telling you about the other day? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Noah. Noah. Shoot. I should have known that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you start watching that the other day? I did. What, what did. You're on season one? Season one. I just finished episode two. What do you think about it so far? Pro is cool. It is cool. It is very I think cool. I'm going to – there's Sunday mornings, right? Yeah. I don't I don't really – you're not going to like the time I tell you for the well, next it's race. Like, what, seven, eight? No. Earlier? Earlier. They're in Australia. Oh, 12 a.m. I'll, I'll be up. You'll be up? Yeah. Well, where can I find that? You can find it. It's usually on ESPN. The qualifying okay. is usually on ESPN, too, and then the race is on ESPN. Cool. So. Uh, yeah, I guess ESPN wouldn't have much other much else to show at that time. So, yeah. Yeah, they usually Sunday mornings don't really have much. But I'll yeah. check that out for sure. Very fun. Just keep watching Drive to Survive, which is good. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Las Vegas, down the strip, passing the Bellagio Fountains. That sounds down. cool. Street circuit. Yeah. La- yeah, very If cool. I get into it, that might be a trip I try to make. Yeah, tickets very expensive to those. I'm sure, things. yeah. They, they they have one in Miami coming up soon. Very expensive tickets already sold out. They have one in Austin later this year as well. Tickets sold out. So the Las Vegas Grand Prix will start in 2023. So next calendar season. But yeah, interesting to see this. Can glad to continue. Formula One having an impact here in America, especially mm-hmm. through Drive to Survive. You have people like me and Daniel getting into it, which we probably wouldn't through that without those. No, but because normally if somebody tells you they're a fan of racing in the United States, you think of NASCAR, that, right? Which honestly, like I, I've had times so when I've kind of gotten into NASCAR, but it's just not really ever been my big thing. Yeah, but yes, that'll do it for our NHL and soccer and F1 talk. When we come back, we got our weekend picks. It's who you got. Me and Daniel give our picks for the weekend's NBA, NHL, and we'll wrap it up with our final four picks. And we'll just give a prediction on what we think the championship game will be and who will win that. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest on Weagle 91.1 FM. As always, I am Daniel Locke. Joined alongside me, Griggs Blankenberg. We have two very good friends of ours in the studio with us. Mr. Jake Gonzalez rocking a very awesome Syracuse orange hat. We have Harrison Tarr rock, fittingly rocking his U.S. men's national team jersey. 2015 yes, national team Wow, that's a good one. Uh-huh. I got it from Ross for $15 uh, when that's, I was in high that's, school. That's a good nice. deal, man. That's a steal. Oh, I, that's I, a steal. I had to buy it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you'd be losing money. Uh, yeah, exactly. It would be a dumb not purchase. But, yes, it is time for everyone's favorite segment of the week. It is Who You Got, where me and Daniel and our special guests today will run through the weekend slate of games. We'll give our picks and see what's going on with that. Running through the records real quick, last week Daniel went 5-5. Five and five. I went 6-4. and four. We only picked one game different last week, which is kind of crazy. That one game ended up being, I believe, uh, Providence versus Kansas. Yeah, I took Providence. Yeah, you took Providence. I took Kansas. 
that ended up being the difference maker. So Daniel is sitting right now at 51 and 39, and I am at 55 and 35. But let's just jump right into it first. Let's hit the National Basketball Association. <laughs> Saturday night in the ATL, the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant take on Trey Young and the Hawks. Daniel, who you got? You know, I like Trey Young a lot. I like the upset. I like the Hawks. I like John Collins giving the Hawks. Uh, I actually have the Nets in this one. The Nets need a big one to make sure they keep that kind of play in spot in the in the playoffs, obviously. So give me the Nets. They're going to come out strong, come out hot, and make sure they stay in. Tar? I don't do this very often. Total homer pick. Give me the Hawks. Total homer pick. I don't like the Hawks at all. Oh, man, we almost had a consensus. I don't like it. I don't like the Hawks at all, but I think the Hawks are they have they're playing for that right now. They don't want to be that 10 spot. They're a half game and a half half game out of the 9 spot from the Hornets. They want to host that home game. Give me the Hawks. I think Trey Young with games that matter. I think Trey Young is the difference maker in that. You gave me the opportunity to pick the home team and I don't get to do this very often. So, <laughs> yeah. Moving on now to the Big Apple, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the New York Knicks Saturday as well. Daniel, who you got? Isaac Okoro. I knew this was a, that was where this was going. What yeah, about you, Jake? Uh, I am going to go with the Cavs as well. Not for Okoro, but Karis LeVert. I think they're one of the most well-rounded teams in all of the mm-hmm. National Basketball Association. Um, and the Knicks have just not looked good at all this season. So give me give me the Cavs by 10. As bad as I want to pick the Knicks, I'm going to roll with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're, they're one of the better teams in basketball this year, and they've been fun to watch. And yeah. There's a huge upside to that team, so I'm mm-hmm. taking the Cavs. Yeah, I'm taking the Cavs too. Right now, they're sitting in the, uh, I believe they're in the sixth spot. Let me just check the Saints real quick. They're in the, yeah, they're in the seventh spot. So they're work, they're two games back at the Raptors, looking to get solely into that playoff spot. But yeah, I got the Cavs. I think what you said, Tar, they have one of the biggest upsides at the future of the NBA. So they're playing above expectations mm-hmm. this year too, for sure. Yeah. Moving on now to the United Center Saturday night, we have the number one seed Miami Heat taking on the number five seed Chicago Bulls. Chicago's. Struggled a little bit of late, but let's see what happens now. Daniel, who you got? I'm taking Miami. I have Miami as well in this game. Give me the heat. As much as I want to pick the Bulls, I'm just gonna. I think Miami. Just the Bulls have been struggling too much down the stretch. And this, is the wor- this is the worst part. This is the worst time of the year to struggle down the stretch, which is Absolutely. also what. Unfortunately, hopefully the Celtics don't have to deal with Daniel, even though they've lost their last two and had some injuries. So I'm just riding it out. I'm having fun. Having you fun. should be having fun. <laughs> Next up, we move on to San Francisco on Saturday as well. The Utah Jazz taking on the Golden State Warriors. Daniel, who you got? Um, I feel like Golden State's in a playoff push, so I'm going to go with them. What about you, Jake? Uh, Steph Curry's still out. <coughs> um, Golden State has not been playing well without Steph Curry. Give me the Utah Jazz. I got to take the Jazz. Steph Curry's a difference maker, man. Yeah, I'm taking the Jazz, too. Even Draymond Green saying if they took him out of the lineup right now, they'd be a better team right now. I think once Curry comes back, it'll be all the difference. But until then, I think just they're going to continue just kind of this downward spiral a little bit. So I'm going to go with Utah. Now moving on to Milwaukee, we have the Dallas Mavericks going into the Eastern Conference champion and last year's NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Daniel, who you got? You know, I usually don't like to pick against Luka Doncic, but unfortunately I am going to today. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I have the Bucks as well in this one. Giannis, well, he's just Giannis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Bucks because I want to hear another Giannis dad joke. <laughs> I love them. I think they're hilarious. Oh my God, they they're, are. Fantastic. they're good. They're great, for the, they're yes. great for the game. They make it more fun. I'm ruining the consensus. I'm oh, taking my the, goodness. I'm, I'm taking the Mavericks. You said Luka bad Doncic, choice. very good player. I don't think – the Bucks have struggled certain times this year. This is, they just beat the 76ers. Good to them, but I just think the Mavericks are in this push right now to continue improving their seat in the Eastern, the Western Conference. Right now, they're tied with the Warriors, but they have a. I, they think they're above in the three spot, so they want to keep pushing, try to pass the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, even though no one's passing the Suns. So, give me the Mavericks. Now we're moving on to the National Hockey League. First off, we have the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Daniel, who you got? You know, I would love to make Harrison happy and pick the Pins. However, Colorado is red hot. They're pushing for the President's Trophy. So I'm going to have to give it to Colorado. I know absolutely nothing about hockey. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to pick off whether or not I like the mascots, and I think an Avalanche is just sick. So give me Colorado. (laughs) That's one way to do it. 
And you gave me the chance to take two homer picks. Give me the pins, baby. Let's go. Take it back to the Berg. I'm taking I'm taking Colorado, but it was really great to see Big Ben appreciation night the other night. That, that was, was cool. that was one of the funnier things. My, this whole my cousin thing. was there, actually. So, so it's like they're even honoring Big Ben too. I think it like a retweet of the Photoshop of an ankle boot on <laughs> a, a leg. <laughs> Hang, like, it, hang it in the hang the boot in the rafters. <laughs> hang it in the Louvre. Yes. Yeah, Counted as one of the seven super as one of the six Super Bowl wins. Yes. Just it, replace it with Lombardi. Yes. Yes, so I got Colorado on that one. Nate McKinnon, really good. Moving on now, the Minnesota Wild are taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh Daniel, who you got? You know, Griggs, I don't know how you can be so hostile towards a team that sells Bojangles in the arena. I'll tell you I'm why gonna I'm have hostile. to go with the Canes. I'm going with uh, Carolina as well. I'm a Panthers fan in the NFL, yes, so I'm going to stick with the uh, the Carolina region. Mm-hmm. All right, so I stopped watching NHL now every night once uh, baseball came back on the TV, but y'all y'all bear with me. Last time I checked, the Canes were a pretty decent team, Yeah, mm-hmm. um, one of the better teams in mm-hmm. the NHL, so I'm, I'm going to roll with the Canes. And also, uh, is this in Charlotte? Uh, yeah. No, Raleigh. 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 Excuse me. This shows my knowledge in the NHL. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, home field or home ice. I'm, I'm going to roll with the Hurricanes. I'm going with the Wild. I can't stand the Hurricanes. I I don't You're have a Carolina a, native. Yeah, but I'm, they're not in Charlotte. Why would I cheer for them? I my group my dad grew up in Illinois. I'm a Hawks, Blackhawks. Any team that's not in Charlotte, I cheer for the Chicago team. So okay, Hornets and Panthers, Charlotte, I cheer for them. Blackhawks and Chicago Cubs, I cheer for them. Okay, so that's Cleared how it, that's how it works. But yeah, just the Hurricanes, just their fans. They think about the North Carolina Hur- Charlotte, um, North Carolina. Carolina Hurricanes fans is they won't really care until the postseason. They'll be like, "Oh, bummer, they're in the postseason. Let's all post this on our Instagram stories and act like we're Hurricanes fans throughout the whole year." That stinks. So, but yeah, it's really funny when they get out in the round, in the, the second round or whatever it is. They usually get in, even though they got out in the Eastern Conference last year. Wait, no, that was a few years back. Semis, yeah, and you're thinking of 2019 when yeah. the Bruins swept them to go on to the Cup, mm-hmm. losing seven. It was okay, but yeah, give me the Wild. Moving on now to also, I think this is the Sunday game I put on here. We have the yes. St. Louis Blues taking on the Calgary Flames. Daniel, who you got? I never picked the Blues. I think they're losers. I don't like them. They don't win. So dang, I'm going with dang the Dang straight. Who, who's playing in this game, the Blues and? The Flames. Oof. Uh, really? Potential for the Flames to melt the ice. No. No. I like, I like the color blue. Give me the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Calgary's really bad, right? Um, not so bad this year. They're winning their division, but their division's not good. Okay. Sort of like winning the NFC South. Oh, okay. Oh, then I'm rolling. Whoa, with, whoa, I'm rolling whoa, with the Blues. Whoa, whoa. He says the guy whose team is in the NFC. So both is yours. All three of our teams are in the NFC South right now. Literally, it is a dumpster. It is a dumpster fire right now in Carolina. It is. Oh, who's the other person? Oh, I guess yeah. you're a Carolina. I'm about to say yeah, that, exactly, doesn't, yeah. that doesn't track. For Sad, me, my guy. Sadly, I am a Carolina Panthers fan. You want, would you want to trade a Sam Darnold for Mitch Trubisky? I would 100% oh, no. do that. I'll give you a third-round pick, too. Bro, Mitch Trubisky's good. We have an MVP. I'm not trading him. Right. Deshaun Watson. The, the original MVP. Exactly. Yeah, the OG MVP. A lot you of see that thing there. where they said that he left the MVP in <coughs> Buffalo? No. Maybe it was one of Josh Allen's MVPs or something like that. They found the storage case. But, yeah. What a throw job. Mm-hmm. I got the flames in this one. Red hot right now. I don't like the blues at all. And, finally, moving on to the biggest – Ones of the week. <coughs> Moving on to the biggest two matchups <laughs> of the week. We have the final four. First off, the first game on Saturday, we have the Kansas Jayhawks taking on the Villanova Wildcats. Daniel, who do you got? I've been rocking with Nova the whole tournament. That's not going to change now. Bill Self's overrated. Kansas is overrated. Give me Villanova. Kansas is overrated, but Bill Self is not overrated. Give me Kansas. Kansas is going to be too much, especially with the hurt backcourt of Villanova. Daniel taught me into Villanova. <laughs> yeah. I want Nova to win. I think it's Kansas. I think that Justin Moore injury for Villanova is going to be too much for them to overcome against the high-powered Kansas right now, even though Kansas probably had the easiest route of all the teams to the Final Four. Maybe you could throw in UNC in that one, but just they really didn't, they didn't have to play a three or a four seed. Or three or a two seed. So I'm going to go with the Kansas Jayhawks, even though I think Bill Self is overrated. It's, I mean, he's won one title since he's been there since 2003. So that's why I think he's overrated. But finally, moving on to the game of the week in America, all throughout, it's everyone, what everyone is talking about. We have the North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the Duke Blue Doubles. First time these teams have ever met in the postseason credit part of my take. Daniel, who do you got? This is a little tough. But 
They did it once. They can do it again. They can ruin the party. I'm going to go with UNC. This one's not tough. Um, the NCAA has gotten exactly what they wanted this uh, March Madness tournament, which is a Duke-UNC Final Four. Really and guess what they're going to do? They're going to let Duke just glide their way into the national championship, give Coach K the sunset tour that he deserves. So give me Duke. Uh, first and foremost, I don't know how this is America's Game of the Week when the women's Final Four is on, um, but okay. Anyways. Uh, the, there's not a rivalry in that women's Final Four within this. So that's the biggest Chapel Hill. We, we have the potential yeah. for two electric women's Final Fours game by, games, by the way, this weekend, and they are going to be ridiculously fun to watch. South Carolina, is South Carolina playing in Sanford in the, in the Final Four or the championship? Would that be in the championship? It would be in the championship. It would be in the championship. Right. So it's going to be that in the championship then. Maybe. Uh, it could be UConn still in. Who's UConn playing? Though? Sanford. Interesting. Paige is a really big difference maker. I think it's going to be South Carolina versus one of the- I like South Carolina UConn, so, uh, South Carolina win it all, so just plugging that. Uh, UNC by seven, I feel really good about it. UNC by seven, yes. I was in there. Jacob was saying the other day he was doing his show thing saying UNC by seven when he did the show right. So I think UNC is going to win this game. Shout out my mom. This is very big for me. UNC ending Coach K's tour, putting that final shovel of dirt over the grave, put it on the tombstone. Big week for Big Cat. Big week. But first off, judging off all you guys' picks, let's say that each of your picks are correct. Who do you think is going to win that national championship matchup? Daniel, you said Nova versus UNC. It doesn't stop. I I have Duke versus Kansas, technically. Um, Once again, Coach K is going to get the sunset tour. Not necessarily that he deserves, but what the NCAA wants. So Duke in the national championship. Harrison, you said Nova, UNC. I have Nova, UNC, and I have the University of North Carolina winning the national championship. I have Kansas versus Chapel Hill, and I think the North Carolina Tar Heels. uh, Coach Hubert Davis went from hot seat six weeks ago to now – Ultimate cool throne. Very co- very high coaching extension. I mean, they lost a pit by nine in the Dean Dome on February 16th. They've not only lost one game since. Give me the Tar Heels. I'm rolling with them. War damn Tar Heels. But, yes, that'll do it for our show this week. We want to thank our guests for joining us here on Who You Got at the End. We're, we're just a little bit of announcement. We will be doing next week a two-hour MOB preview section. I know Harrison's going to be on that show. Very Let's looking go, forward baby. to it. We have Tyler Gray. will also be back. And then my roommate, Tyler Tufel, as well, he will be on as well. I think Jacob Hillman will be on and yes. Alex Keesting yeah. will be on. No, um, Bay Marks. Bay Marks will be on, yeah. so not Alex. But, yeah, we will have the whole crew on the two-hour show next week. From da- Along with Daniel Locke, I'm Greg Splankberg. Thank you for tuning in to the Eagle's Nest and War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to the Eagle's Nest. We enjoyed bringing you updates on everything going on in the world of sports. If you missed any of today's show, you can catch the podcast version wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke and at the Griggs B. Until next time, this has been the Eagle's Nest. See you next week.